Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Nun Aleph, Gitin 51a, pagination is 101, starting from the Gemara on the bottom of the page, counting up about 12 lines at the two dots. The Mishnah told us, lo yishava. If a person found something and he's looking to return it because of the mitzvah of Ashava Saveda, we do not make him swear even if the person who claims he lost it claims that he lost more than you are returning. We do not make the finder swear that this is all he has to return. That's all he found. This is in contrast with the concept of modeb miktsas, in which if a person makes a claim of somebody else and the person denies the claim only partially, person claims from him $100 and he says, 50 I owe you, 50 never happened. In that case, there would be a shavua made, an oath, in which he denies the 50. And the basic logic, as is explained on Ahmed Bey's, is that really he wants to admit the entire amount, but he can't right now, but he doesn't want to deny everything either. So he figures that he'll agree to 50, and he'll voluntarily, so to speak, pay up the rest as a payment plan at his convenience. And we want to put the facts and the truth on the table now. And therefore, he makes an oath on the 50 that he's denying. What's compelling over here is that he doesn't want to deny everything. And therefore, if he admits part of it, we get the feeling maybe there's more to the story. The concept of our Mishnah, however, is that a person who found an object has no reason to admit anything if he doesn't want to. There's no meyiz panov. There's nothing embarrassing of the confrontation with this person who never did him a favor or anything by loaning him money. He just he found his object. And therefore, we simply trust him and mepnei tikkun ha'olam in order that people shouldn't skip over objects, wondering, what am I getting myself into? I'm going to give him the purse of a hundred and he's going to claim it at two hundred. I'm going to have to make an oath. People would ignore things and not pick them up. So Mepnetikun HaOlam might even call it the Good Samaritan rule uh, by extension. We allow him to simply return it without making an oath. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, there's an exception to this rule. Shnei kisin kishurim matzasali, if the person who lost the object, or claims to have lost the object, says, it was double purses. They were tied to each other. He says, I don't understand how you could have found one without finding the other. You must have found them both and you're not giving the second one back. Fahala Omer and the other person says, 
I only found one. I don't know what you're talking about. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, Nishba, he would make an oath. That's a case where the circumstantial evidence, the prior knowledge, the understanding of the situation is such that the person's making a claim enough that the person would have to make an oath to deny it. In contrast, the case of Shnei Shvarim Kishurim, if you had two oxen tied to each other, and I claim, why are you only returning one? That's not a strong claim, because, because two oxen could come apart because they're live, and they could push each other, and the knot can become undone. But again, if it was two purses, Rabbi Yitzchak holds, that's enough to cause a claim that the person would have to swear. The Gemara on the last lines of the page asks, Rabbi Yitzchak, Does Rabbi Yitzchak really hold such a thing? How could he? Why would he have to swear? There's a tikkun ha'olam over here. We don't want the person who finds a lost object to swear so that he shouldn't pass it up. And the very essence of the case is that there's not a clear claim against him. There's only like this circumstantial against him. The Gemara answers on the top of Ahmed Beis, who the Omak Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Yitzchak held that he was following the ruling of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Let's understand the ruling of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and see if it's a comparison. Titania, we learned. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Omer Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, There are times that a person swears resulting from his own claim. There's something that he said that made his position, position such that he has to make an oath. Kate said, what's the case? A person admits that there's a coin that belonged to your father. He's talking to the son. And I have that coin, but I already paid up half. He would have to make an oath because that's a case of admitting in part of the claim, even though the son did not have a clear formulated claim against the person. But by admitting half, he causes himself to have to make an oath. That's a case where what really compels him to make the oath is his own statement of admission to half. That case that you're talking about, where the person who owes the money is talking to the son, that's a case of Meshav Aveda. That's returning lost objects and he's potter from the oath. So the Gemara wonders, Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov, indeed, what's he going to make an oath over here, lest le Meshav Aveda Potter, isn't he a plain, straightforward Meshav Aveda? He's coming over to the sun, money that you didn't know about, I'm giving you because I owe it. Omar Rav, Rav explained, Bitoa no Katon, we're dealing with a child, is the son of the deceased father, to whom the money was owed, 
and the son is making a claim in the name of his father. His father told him, this man owes me a certain amount of money. And that is indeed a claim that's on the table, but it's coming from a child. But a child in the name of his father. And that kind of claim was the case of the Machlokes, Rabbi Lozab and Yaakov and the Rabbonon. Drop down to the beginning of a line, Bidirabo Kamifligi, and the argument of Rabbi Lozab and Yaakov and the Chachamim is based on the principle of Rabbo. The Omar Rabbo, the principle of Rabbo is, Mepnema Omra Torah. Why did the Torah say, Moda Bemixa Yishova, that a person who admits part of the claim has to swear? We have a principle that a person would not be so arrogant in front of someone who lent him money. He really wants to deny everything, but he can't, because he can't be that arrogant to someone who did him a favor. And on the other hand, he would like to admit everything and be honest about it, but he can't. He needs to stall. When I'll have money, I'll pay him up. The Torah said, Make him have to make an oath so that he'll admit how much is honestly owed. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Savar, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that that principle that a person would not deny and this whole calculation psychologically of what he's trying to do when he admits to half is loshana lova loshana bivno eino meyes. A person does not deny even to the son who's coming in the name of his father, who he's not considered a Meshav Aveda, and therefore, even though the child's claim is not a full-fledged claim, but when he admits to half, he compels himself to make an oath on the remaining portion. And he's not considered a Meshav Aveda because there is a claim against him. The claim of the son in the, in the name of his father, Verabon and Savri, and the arguing position was, Bohu de Enomeis. The principle of Rabbah does not apply here. A person would only be restrained from his arrogance to the person himself who loaned him the money, who knows firsthand what happened. Aval of Nomeis, but to the son, he would be arrogant like that. Umidulomeis. And by not being so arrogant and admitting to half, Meshav Avedahu, he's considered a Meshav Aveda, and therefore we do not make him swear because whatever he gives and is willing to give is pure profit. We had no proofs against him, we had no strong claim against him, and we accept it without making the oath. Rabbi Yitzchak, the Gemara said, considered himself a continuation of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Just like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, a person's claim, the son in the name of his father, was enough to create that you're not a Meshiv Aveda, because you wouldn't be arrogant like that to the son. 
so too Rabbi Yitzchak held that the circumstantial evidence, the indications, the purses were locked together. How could you have found one without the other? Rabbi Yitzchak holds that's enough that he's not a Meshav Avedo and he would have to make an oath. We do not paskin like that. We consider that these cases are not similar. A son coming in the name of his father, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov at least holds, that he would not be arrogant. But a case of circumstantial evidence, the case of Rabbi Yitzchak, a person knows that no one knows for sure whether the purses were really still attached at the time that he found them, and therefore, if he admits to one, he's considered a Meshiv Aveda. Yeshe Thank you for joining.